place where your love is shared the same For the stories where the hero saves the girl somehow Comics now. Greetings, hello, and howdy. You are listening to the Sunspots Comics Podcast, issue 57, where I cover New Comic Book Day, June 1st. I'm your host, Chris Latori. Thank you so much for listening, and please check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Sunspots Comics. Thank you very much to Nick, Nick Pop D's, for doing the theme song. Hope you liked it. Please check his Instagram out at pop underscore D's and Facebook.com slash P O P D E E Z. Thank you so much for that lovely theme song, Nick. I love listening to it every single week. It always gets stuck in my brain. And also, things on my nerd brain. Well, like, before we start the show, just a couple quick things. I actually watched the series premiere of Outcast and Preacher, and I put a quick poll on Instagram. Check it out. Tell me what your vote is. I will be announcing on there very soon what my favorite of the two was, of just the series premiere of Outcast and Preacher. They're kind of similar in the realm of demons and exorcisms, etc. So I really dug them both. I'm going to be watching them on a regular basis, so check that out on Instagram, at Sunspots Comics. And just a couple of coming soons in July that I'm pretty excited about. The Killing Joke, animated feature by DC, which will actually be their 25th animated feature for the DC franchise. And these are straight to video, as you already know, they've been doing it for years. The Killing Joke actually will premiere July 22nd at San Diego Comic-Con. And of course, Mark Hamill's gonna be playing the Joker. Kevin Conroy, uh, who's been doing it for years, is playing Batman. Bruce Timm actually is the executive producer, which is very cool. And they'll be releasing that on VOD July 23rd and on Blu-ray August 2nd. So I'm very excited. Rated R animated DC feature, The Killing Joke, which is controversial episode. It's actually cool that I just read that it is the number one selling graphic novel in the month of May, which is crazy because it came out almost 30 years ago. I'm going to say 28 years ago. There it is. It says right there that The Killing Joke came out as a comic book, which is crazy that it's the number one trade paperback graphic novel for the month of May. Very, very cool. And another thing I'm excited about that's coming in July is the Marvel Now. So... I know they've been kind of keeping it hush-hush as to exactly what Marvel Now is going to be, but ultimately it's kind of uh, showing the cataclysmic fallout of Civil War II and kind of creating a new sort of Marvel Universe landscape. So on July 13th, they're releasing a free previews magazine, Marvel Now previews magazine, that'll give you a glimpse, that'll tell you what's coming for sometime after July in 2016. So there's really no official date as to when it's actually coming, but July 13th is when that free standalone preview magazine will be coming out. So I'll be checking that out for sure. Check it out at your local comic book shop. And uh, quickly jumping into the mailbag, just wanted to say thank you to Michael Norris, friend of the show. He actually sent me this awesome list of his recommendations of Flash comics that I should read. Flash is his favorite, and he gave me some, really put some time and and thought into a nice little list of Flash of what I should read, and thank you for that, Michael Norris. So I will send you a little comic book prize. I'll be reaching out to you, so thanks for sending me uh, something. And if you'd like to win a comic book prize, just send me an email to chris at sunspotscomics.com on my email. If I pick you and I select you and I talk about it on a podcast, as I did for Michael Norris, I'll send you a free little comic book prize just mailed directly to you as a thank you. And also, thank you to my son, Justin. You can follow him on Instagram at JustLAKings. He actually does the Sunspots Comics blog. Check it out at blog.sunspotscomics.com. He did a brand new one about his his detailed thoughts on Captain America 3 Civil War. So check it out. It's there. 
Thank you, Justin, for writing our blog. Really appreciate it. And I'm also writing a comic book. The comic book is called Zombie Destroyers. I actually have the website zombiedestroyers.com, and I'm doing the writing, the coloring, and the lettering. And Jordan Hudson, who is a friend of mine, is doing his fantastic take and his art. It's gorgeous. Check him out on Instagram at Jordan underscore Hudson underscore art. And please just uh, check out zombiedestroyers.com from time to time. We actually just uh, this weekend finalized a two-page splash, a very, very uh, ambitious two-page splash of 9 and 10, page 9 and 10. And uh, Jordan is uh, he's definitely going to be challenged with it, but I think uh, I can't wait to see what it's going to look like when it gets inside of his brain and he puts it on the page. So two-page splash coming. That's just kind of a little update as to where Zombie Destroyers is. So check it out. Our, our comic book that I can't believe I'm creating. I'm so glad I'm doing it. It's just so rewarding in so many ways. But uh, yes, uh, hopefully maybe in uh, less than a year we'll release Zombie Destroyers on print to unleash to the world. So thank you very much for all that. Let's jump right into Podcast 57. So Sunspots podcast listeners, here we go. And this week I actually had didn't really have any news articles that really jumped out to me, so I don't have that. So we get to jump right into my favorite part of the podcast, which is my reviews, my recommendations of comic books from New Comic Book Day, June 1st. And of course, spoiler alert, I do spoil these comics. I try not to give you everything, but I do dip my toes into the spoiler neighborhood every so often. So uh, just make sure you pause here or check out the byline on the when you click on the podcast itself it'll show you kind of a layout and uh, come back to it but check these comics out please i hope to inspire you to buy them at a local comic book shop and read them they're all seriously good so here we go and jumping right into it uh, there were 15 no i'm sorry 14 comics this week and six of them made it to the top favorite pick list which was below 50 percent. so i'm always hoping to get to at least 50 percent. that is most definitely preferred and the alt, I also like to announce the uh, art winner and the comic uh, cover art winner this week. The art winner was Greg Smallwood. And it's actually one and the same, the cover and art winner. I love when that happens, and it is one of my favorite picks of the week. Greg Smallwood for his work on Moon Knight number three. The cover is fantastic with a mummy slash zombie on the cover and that white and dark contrast. It's just gorgeous. And he, he does that throughout the entire comic. He also has this sort of... This, uh, where his style where he goes from a sort of very clean, crisp line with Moon Knight to a sort of very kind of lightly blurry and fuzzed the rest of the art. So it kind of draws your eye to Moon Knight and it really just pops. And I really dig just the contrast overall and his, his lines are amazing. <clears throat> what he does with the panels as well, he's just really free with them and comes up with some, with some unique shapes and uh, jumps outside of the boxes and just really has this this fantastic look that goes along with the comic of is it reality is it not reality but I'll talk more about Moon Knight but Greg Smallwood fantastic art he is the winner of the art and cover winner this week and number ones there were actually just a few number ones that were sort of only number ones there were the DC Rebirth that I'll get into later but Superman Batman and the Lanterns and only Superman and Batman made it to the favorite picks the Lanterns did not unfortunately just wasn't for me but so not really a sort of a unique just number one brand new one of one ever like a real number one I guess this week just the rebirth stuff so here we go let's jump right into my top six favorite picks of the week for new comic book day June 1st so here we go coming in at number six was The Walking Dead I sound surprised (laughs) it's been a while since I've actually had a Walking Dead as one of my favorites 
But this is really building to this war with the Whisperers, the Whisperer War. And I think Charlie Adler really stepped his art up this week as well. This is, of course, written by Robert Kirkman. And Charlie Adler, I know it's his only comic that he does, and this, you'd think that he really would step it up every single comic, but that's his style, actually. And props for him for being on time and... 155 issues here we are but this one it just seems to where he slowed down a little bit and took his time and drew out the emotions on the face a little bit more and I felt it so it, it, for me these are always consistent solid reads but this one just took that little extra step I think for the art and so that's why it made the, the favorite and also it's just that building of this whisper war that's coming so if you haven't read the previous issues jump in there and go 10 or 12 issues back to start this this whisper war that's building here and Negan as a as a captive is now escaped and it's a great little sequence here between Alpha of the Whispers and Negan and Negan's being Negan yeah he's dropping f-bombs he's he's uh, coming on to her sexually in a really inappropriate way <laughs> as, as how he talks and what he does and it's just hilarious and it just works and then you see Beta and Beta is this whisper like right hand henchman that is giant I mean he towers over Negan and they really kind of spend some time with Beta here and I like that he's menacing and he's he's definitely an interesting character and we know nothing about him and he wears the skin of zombies on, on their on their body it's just crazy these whispers and this actually has a great action sequence with Michonne on her own in the enemy territory she's crossed the border so that's in itself an act of war so it's most definitely coming. I think the I think in the next one or two issues we're going to see some heavy camp versus camp whisper war begin. And this also has a great description that that you actually see Rick spend some time talking to Andrea about how why they he allowed this propaganda uh, graffiti to be painted on the walls. It's ultimately so that it takes some of the pressure, some of the pointing fingers off of Rick and has them focus on the, the true agenda here, the the true focus of this whisper group that wants to attack their village and has already killed uh, 13 of their of their group's peoples because they crossed the border and remember they, they like cut their heads off and put them on stakes along their border and said this is our border and your people are dead and just deal with it. So that in, in itself, you know, there could have been a war there, but Rick's really taking his time and really plotting and planning this, and I dig that. He's definitely become that leader, and even this little bit of propaganda, it's kind of whatever Mussolini-like, it's its just a war-like propaganda that's being painted on the walls. So I really dug it. There's just a lot going on here. We're right on the verge of some serious action happening, and Michonne riding a horse through the forest trying to save this young man is very, to me, reminiscent of Lord of the Rings and that... That scene where, where she's running through the, riding a horse through the forest trying to save Frodo, and it's very similar to that. So if you like that, you'll dig Michonne on a horse trying to save this young boy, young man. So very action-packed. It just was exciting from page one to the very, very end. So check out Walking Dead. That's why it's my number six pick of the week. And number five is Shadow Glass from Dark Horse Comics, number three. By art, by art and story by Ali Fell. She's doing the whole thing here except for lettering. And this art is amazing. I just want to look at this over and over again. The attention to detail, the respect of the light source, the the, the facial features, the, the way he draws the, this witch slash angelic-like spirit is just 
is, is what you expect from an angel and the outfit is very flowing, it's glowing in gold and it's just, this person really, Allie really spent some time and detail on every single panel, they're all gorgeous. It all has a very realistic look, it's all very consistent and it's set in that, that sort of uh, maybe 16, 1700s in Europe and the outfits, the garters, the everything, the, the, uh, the clothing that uh, our character wears, which is more along the lines of a boy, and she's just sort of a, she's a, she's a diamond in the rough in her era of time where she's very tomboy-like, and this actually adds some complication to the story. This is where the story really gets, I think, interesting. And they've just tiptoed around before that they find this this shadow glass, this artifact, and it's able to summon uh, demons, spirits, witches. They don't really know that they throw caution to the wind and just sort of take this magic Ouija board, and they're just going for it to see what what they can summon. And it actually summons the our main characters, this young woman. It summons the mother that had passed away a long time ago, or at least looks like the, her mother. And this is the first time they successfully truly summon this demon, and this woman looks like our main character's mother. And it's uh, just crazy how quickly this demon spirit is getting agitated, and they know to kind of shut her down. <laughs> and they're trying to do this spell to shut her down, and ultimately the demon's like, look, just ask me to leave. And it's just creepy, and she has this very ominous tone, and physical, uh, it's in her, in her facial features and her body language, that she's just powerful and scary. And so definitely check out Shadow Glass. Um, I don't want to spoil the end because it's definitely a, an interesting little end, but what they're summoning here and what they're getting into, I think they have no idea, and this really sort of adds complication to it and picks the story up. So Shadow Glass, very interesting and gorgeous, gorgeous art. Thank you very much, Ali Fell. Fantastic. And number four, from Image Comics is The Goddamned, written by Jason Aaron, art by R.M. Guerra, and wow. This biblical tale here is is just so violent, gory, stinky. <laughs> this is the comic you can definitely you just look at the page and it, it just smells. You can just tell. <laughs> it's gory. It's the story of Cain, who's kind of wandering the earth. He is uh, struggling with uh, his need to to help humanity and he's struggling with his his need to live he sort of just wants this grand death and wants to leave the earthly plane he's sort of done with humans he's done with uh, the mess that they're in he's done with noah and he's built noah's building an ark but he is this uh, this crazy violent leader and cain is uh is taking picture is taken capture uh, by by uh, Noah here and is is crucified like it's just horrible and the buzzards are, are coming down and 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 the close-up of of these these wolves and everything that's just sort of zero even like these crazy looking monkeys with blue faces like everything is swarming even lions all around the people on these crucifixes so it's just gruesome and gory and bloody definitely an adult uh, read even just by its biblical nature but I like here that his struggle to live and his struggle to to have any sort of compassion for humanity is clarified and found here. And it's by him trying to save this young woman and the woman trying to save her son has been taken prisoner in Noah's camp. And at first he's fighting this giant, which is a great action fight sequence. You have to see it. It's phenomenal. And Cain is not fighting back. He wants death. He's praying for death. He's like, give it to me but he manages to live through it like he just keeps surviving 
And in this first uh, act, he does not want to survive. But he slowly starts to find his 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 desire to, to help humanity. And it's by this young woman and this child. And he uh, he he definitely it, his his attitude overall the the general sort of arc of the character here changes and I like that that it's uh, going into another gear here so definitely 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 check out the goddamned by Jason Aaron I mean he is just knocking it out of the park and the art from RM Guerra like I said so gritty bloody gory and stinky <laughs> that's right but it's worth it check out the goddamned and my number three so now we're into the top three. Check it out. The number three issue is from DC Comics, Batman Rebirth, number one. And the art in this is top-notch, I have to say. It's written by Tom King, and the art, uh, or I guess by Scott Snyder, is also assistant writing. And the artist is Mikkel Janin. And I've been told that this artist is new to the scene, so fantastic. Top-notch work. Well done. Gotta give you props there. And... Overall, I think the reason why I really enjoyed this is because it just feels fresh. It feels new. There's a new Robin. Robin has a new suit, which is cool. It's like yellow and black. <clears throat> this just has a fresh new feel. Even this bad guy, I know I've seen him before. I want to say Calendar Man is his name or Season Man, something like that, where he goes through the seasons and at the end, he like re he, he like he, he like is reborn each time, each season, and his... Uh, he actually controls these spores, which he has a little bit of that poison ivy aspect to his to his character, which I didn't know he had. I think they twisted him a smidge here. He has like Roman numerals around his forehead, so I think he's called Calendar Man. They don't really tell you what his name is, but so it's it's kind of a nice one complete issue here. It feels more like a zero issue because I know Batman's going nuts after this with everything from Detective to Batman to All Star Batman. There's gonna be three or four Batmans. So I said a bi-weekly $2.99 title really has to be great. And I tell you, this was pretty darn good. I'm still maybe on the fence as far as going all in. Uh, but I'll definitely check out all the Batman sort of rebirth number ones that are coming out to see if I want to continue with it. Um, but yeah, this has him give the new suit to the new Robin and great shot of the Batcave. Gorgeous looking, of course. And this shows that he has to go underwater. And I love this the way this action sequence looks with Batman going underwater. So this calendar man's about to release these spores onto the earth, which can kill everyone. In what way, I'm not sure. By either sucking up all the oxygen or these spores will release some sort of po poisonous pollen throughout the, throughout the city, etc. So he has to stop them. He has a limited time frame. He's underwater and they're counting down. I felt the tension here because Alfred knows that beyond six minutes chances are Batman is going to die underwater and they're just counting down as he's going deeper and deeper to land this to plant this this bomb on this device that's going to spread the calendar man's spore throughout the world and yeah he's like past six minutes past seven minutes and you just feel the tension that he's underwater and he's, he's like wow this is an actual high stake here it feels I felt the tension, and it props off, props to the, the art from that and the writing sequence and the timing of it. So very, very top-notch. I really, really dug it. I love the new suit for Robin. I forgot Robin's name already. <laughs> but uh, 20 pages, only 20 for $2.99. A ton of ads in it, I gotta say. DC, let's just tone that down a little bit with the ads. But I even dig how how Alfred cuts open an avocado and then throws it into the Batcave and all the, the bats sort of swarm around it, and it's just... He takes a moment to just uh, give a nod to that Alfred knows the cave is there and 
and Alfred sort of maybe takes care of the bats in a way, like you maybe didn't really see that before, but I dug it. I dug it all. It had a fresh feel. It felt new, and definitely check it out, Batman Rebirth number one. And again, art is just top-notch. Way to go, Mr. Jannon. And my number two is Superman Rebirth from DC Comics, number one. And this is uh, written by Greg Tomasi. And I got to tell you, this uh, art is top-notch as well. And I'm looking for the artist's name because, again, they don't like to stick it on the front page. But here you go. Penciler Doug Mankey and Jamie Mendoza on ink. And the colorist, Will Quintana. I have to give props the color because it's phenomenal in this it just pops it's bright it's clean it's clear has a very very classic look to it a little on the cartoony side but it's it ultimately proved that i missed a good superman comic i just miss superman in general and this just oozed that feeling of like hope and the feeling of like legacy and family and the two-page splash of a of a of doomsday and superman fighting to the death back many years ago is epic and classic and I need a giant poster of it on my wall immediately it's so darn good but this is a little confusing in a way for me because you have the 52 Superman that has died and this is the original Superman that was in that death of Superman line from way back when that was on his world living married to Lois and they have a kid and so he for some reason now is on this world or they're merging or however the rebirth is doing I don't really know but I don't really care <laughs> there he is and he's wearing the black Superman outfit from Death of Superman with the chrome S and it just looks cool and iconic and he has a beard it looks great it's the, it, and he just has this feeling of hope even when he goes to the, the Fortress of Solitude and he sees that this Superman in the world of 52 made a st statue set of both sets of parents from Mr. and Mrs. Kent Ma and Pa Kent to his parents from Krypton and it just or Krypton and that's very cool a cool little touch there and even this Superman says wow you know that's that's quite a, a, a nod to both sets of, of family I never thought of that and I, he probably should have done that and he even carves out of ice with his heat vision that actual Superman uh, the 52 Superman that is gone as like an homage and it's just has this great nostalgic feeling and this feeling of hope he knows he has to step up and be the Superman now where he maybe I guess wasn't from where he was before was just trying to stay at home and not be Superman and raise a family and be with Lois I guess because again I I've, haven't really read much Superman in a while so I really missed him I'm glad he's back and I'm gonna definitely check it out and see where it goes from here in action and all-star Superman etc so I'll definitely check those titles out and give you the rundown but that's my number two very solid great just heavy nostalgic packed Superman comic if you're looking for and you've missed Superman check it out but the number one was so clearly number one I picked it out immediately it was like a no-brainer I had just set it aside initially and thought boom as soon as I read it I knew this was the number one and I love when that happens it's also the art cover winner and the art winner of the week it's Moon Knight number three written by Jeff Lemire and by Greg Smallwood on art you have to of course give props to color artist Jordi Belair great little article on Jordi Belair in the image plus uh, magazine number one great little article with Jordi Belair in there check that out but this was easily the number one for a few reasons I love the, the art number one that contrast with that stark white and the blacks really just make things pop and stand out the fine line art style of Moon Knight to the sort of rougher slightly blurry everything else is a real unique touch 
and it so appeals to the eye in a way I can't completely explain, but check it out. It is gorgeous. And ultimately, the, the main draw of this that is just makes me want to continually read this forever is that that go-between, that back and forth of is this reality or is it not? Mark Spector, Moon Knight, is actually seeing New York in this overwhelmed and overtaken by pharaohs and this Egyptian and sand and pyramids and pharaoh-like creatures and some of his group that follow him seem to all see that with him but there's a couple of folks that don't they just see new york and they see these pharaoh-like uh, bad guys that are chasing them as orderlies in this mental hospital so it's just that mind-bending is this real is it's not is it not real as the great escape is happening so this is ultimately they're trying to escape this mental asylum mark has got his suit back which is awesome it's like that three-piece suit in all white with just a cloth white mask and his moon symbol on his forehead. And it's just iconic and really grabs you. And if they made a sort of statue or a sort of awesome, say, hot toys of it, I'd have to get it. It would just, the way he's drawn and just the complete stark white with very little attention to detail in the interior of his suit just adds this like where he's this sort of cartoon cut out of time or something. And it's very, very cool. And he's fighting mummies at the beginning. And the way the mummies are drawn are just eerie and creepy. And he, close, he, he has a close-up, Greg Smallwood, on the mummy's teeth. And it's just frightening. <laughs> and he's, there's just a fight scene that's just fantastic with the mummies in the opening sequence, which is just top-notch. It's just fantastic out of this world. And then he sees the pharaoh-like figures or slash orderlies, depending on what's real and what's not real. And the main, his psychiatrist, this woman is the like the head of an alligator with long hair, this pharaoh-like uh, alligator that's like gray and white too. It's weird, like it's like it's lack of color. So again, it could be just all inside his brain, and she's actually a psychiatrist. Well, there's a fight scene with them, and you can't help but wondering, like, is he just punching these innocent people that work in an insane asylum, or are they also part of this uh, conspiracy to keep him uh, crazy and from from doing good in our city and or New York City? And you just quite don't know. And he's visited by Conchu there, which tells him to to keep going, and no one else can really see Conchu, but they can. But the group that's sort of helping him escape can see. Uh, everything that he's seeing except for this one particular girl and she points out like like she's not seeing it that way and so you're just you can't help but wonder is is he nuts and then Conchu says something interesting here is that he should embrace that if he if he is crazy just embrace the crazy and that's what you're going to see and that's how you'll always see things and that adds an interesting unique twist to this character I thought wow he's just saying hey and embrace the crazy if you are crazy just embrace it and so this is the great escape and are they going to escape into New York or is it going to be this this pharaoh attacked Egypt uh, run over New York sort of pyramids and sand everywhere and and these pharaoh like winged creatures flying through the sky is that is that where he's, he's going or is it just going to boom be New York so they, they pace it out in a way where it's totally interesting you can't wait to see what's really going to happen there is he nuts is he not nuts but it's also just just smeared on with this gorgeous gorgeous art by Greg Smallwood so that's why it's my number one pick of the week you have to buy these please go to your local comic book shop buy them on paper immediately these all came out wednesday june 1st for new comic book day and they are all worth your money and your time those are my recommendations those are my favorite picks and if you want to see everything i've listed as far as my favorite picks go and my pull list 
of, which I just counted them recently, of 101 comics. That's what I currently pull every month. They don't come out every single day, thank goodness, or every week. But that averages out to about between 10 and 20 comics a week. Just go to sunspotscomics.com. Check out my list there. You'll see, uh, just click on favorites of the week and click on pull list. And you'll see everything that I've selected as my favorites from back from May 2015. And everything that I'm currently pulling, which I do adjust from time to time. Things get added on and things just sort of drop off. So check it out there at sunspotscomics.com. And again... If you have a recommendation, a question, just hit me up, chris at sunspotscomics.com. If I pick your email, I will send you a free comic book prize mailed out to you. And please tune in next week. I'm actually reading 13 new comics next week for a new comic book day, June 8th. But I've got nine new number ones coming out. I'm not sure if I'm going to grab all new number, number uh, all the new number ones. And there are five of which out of those uh, out of those nine brand new number ones are DC Rebirth. So I'll probably be, man, that's five comics, but I'll probably be checking those out. So please tune in next week to, uh, to hopefully get some other recommendations and probably, hopefully, in the Rebirth. I'm really hopeful that those are seriously good. I've been looking for, I haven't collected much DC in years. And I'm, I'm excited and I'm hopeful that these will be good uh, good stories, back to legacy, back to family, back to love and light and all that. But uh, please check us out next week when I uh, go over the new comic books for June 8th for New Comic Book Day. So thank you so much for listening. Please again check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Sunspots Comics. And of course, don't forget to be like water, my friends. That's right. Be like water. <laughs> Talk to you next week. Bye-bye. If you're looking for a place where your love is shared the same For the stories where the hero saves the girl somehow Where love no further friends, the adventure never ends We will save the world somehow In Sunspots Comics now Spider-Man. Spider-Man.